welcome into another episode of Digging Deeper, the ForConstructionPros.com podcast covering every aspect of the construction industry. I'm Wayne Grayson, and today Digging Deeper welcomes Scott Hageman of Caterpillar to talk about grade control. Now, Cat offers its grade platform in both 2D and 3D flavors across a wide variety of equipment types, and Scott and I had a chance to discuss those specific solutions in this episode, as well as the current state of the technology, including adoption rate and the real-world impact that it can have on your job site and, more importantly, your bottom line. Let's get into it. Scott Hageman is in today on the Digging Deeper podcast. He is a senior market professional in grade technologies, and, and Scott is here today to, to talk to us about all of the great solutions that Caterpillar offers in the uh, machine control and grade control uh, space of things. Uh, Scott, how are you doing today, man? Real good, Wayne. Thanks for having me on today. Really appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Awesome. And, and you know, we're also going to get into a little bit of, um, you know, beyond the uh, specific solutions, also just kind of the state of machine control and, and, and everything like that. But uh, let's go ahead and hop in here. You know, it, at, like I said at the top, because it is a discussion um, on grade control um, and, and, and really the, the state of that technology on modern construction equipment, um, we, we are going to get into the cat grade platform that includes 2d and, and 3d across six different machine types. But I did want to kind of set the table here a bit in terms of where this technology is in, you know, terms of adoption rate and how the industry is using it. So, you know, Scott, to kind of open things up here, how, how would you characterize the adoption of grade control over the last 10 years or so in construction? Well, the good thing, Wayne, is if you look even farther back, you know, I started in this realm in 2004. So the way I kind of like to say that's when technology, grade control technology wasn't cool, but we were still thinking about it. So obviously the adoption has really come up throughout that time frame. But yeah, definitely adoption uh, increases. Um, The the tractor adoption, um, that's always been the first one out of the gate and, you know, our solid rock that's, it's always growing and we're not losing any adopters in the, in the grade control range on the, on the uh, tractors. And, you know, a lot of that site development and uh, the motor graders, you know, they still have some adoption. Um, Not every customer has technology on every one of their motor graders, but if they have change their process where they're using grade control technology. They definitely have one or two motor graders that they would put technology on. And usually those are doing the the, the road work or the parking lots, things of that sort. But uh, the biggest volume of our machines and the biggest adoption change I've seen is going to be on excavators. And one of the biggest things is the excavators in the past has just been indicate only. So you have all that great information in the cab, but there's no automatics to it. With the introduction of automatics on the excavator, you know, I think our customers have seen the value of automatics and then with that have then in turn invested in the grade control technology because now you have grade control giving you your guidance and your cuts and fills and then you can turn on automatics when needed. So I would definitely see that increase of adoption of technology overall definitely growing. Um, just like everything else in the industry right now, we are a little bit supply constraint on some of our technology components, and you know, that is hindering us a little bit on customers that want it. But it, those components are coming, so they are going to get them, and they'll eventually be part of the rest of the environment out there that are using grade control technology. 
So, so you're saying then, uh, essentially, with the uh, you know the the introduction of of grade control, uh, what, what, what how many years ago was that? Now six, seven on excavators. On excavators, actually, we've had grade control indicate for a long time, but it's the automatics. Okay. So, so automatics, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Yeah. We put automatics on our next gen hex machines. So almost five years ago, when we launched the next gen hex machines, those excavators okay. had automatics in them. And the big change there, Wayne, was before our machines were pilot hydraulics. So you had to change the valve to control those electronically. With the new next-gen HEX machines, those are EH, so electronically controlled, so much easier to manage the shift of that spool so that you get hydraulic control on those machines. So that was a big game changer there. When the machines went EH, it made it so much easier to control those automatically. Right. And and so are, are you saying that with that introduction of the, the automatics on those new hex machines, it, did, did you you saw like a notable kind of just, just that introduction on the excavators alone kind of fueled a, a new kind of uh, period of growth in grade control in general? Yes, in, in general, I, definitely, obviously, in the excavators, because now the, the before, even though the operator had all that information there in their cab, it was still up to the operator to stop that bucket tooth from going below grade. Now, with the introduction of automatics, we can stop that, hydraulically stop that bucket tooth from going below grade. So, immediate impact on the, the production levels there because you're going to grade, you're not over digging. And then once people realize that excavators now have automatics, now they're a little bit more open to change their whole process on their job site. So then maybe they didn't have any grade control before, but they saw this big launch of excavators and they've heard the the buzz out there in the field. So that kind of drew them to the shiny object and why they saw that new shiny object on the excavator, they said, well, we might as well make the site investment and go to technology. So they put it on their tractors and motor graders and, and change their whole process. It's, it's a process change when you go to grade control. It's just not just an option that you're going to buy on one machine. You want to change your whole site to follow that new process. That's really interesting. I mean, because, you know, obviously grade control. I mean, I think like the the natural integration there is on the machines that are that are doing the grading. Um, but like, you know, essentially uh, with this one extra machine, it just it just gave more kind of uh, incentive to go ahead and change. Like you said, it is it is a whole process thing. And it gave kind of one more piece of the puzzle um, fit into um fit into place on that that's that's a really really interesting aspect of you know just kind of looking over the last um, like i said 10 years or so um would, would you say that that grade control um you know kind of continuing this this idea um about adoption but would you say grade control is the technology that construction professionals um have most quickly seen the appeal of in, in terms of of you know return on investment i mean i i, I think that you know the industry definitely gets a wrap for kind of being, um, you know, technology averse, the, the various kind of measurements of, of production across sectors kind of shows, you know, construction lagging behind some other industries because of just a, um, a slower uptick in terms of the, the kind of adoption of technology in general. But, but grade control to me kind of feels like one of those things that once it's in a customer's hands, it's, it's a pretty quick, the, the, the hurdle is getting it in their hands, but, you know, once they get that technology and they use it on the job site, it seems like they pretty pretty quickly see the the appeal. Is that is that a um, a pretty fair description of that? Do you think it is the the technology that most quickly can kind of um, 
show people the the grass that's greener on the other side? Yeah, I, th- I think you're you're 100 right there, Wayne. Obviously, as you mentioned, you know, getting it in their hands. You know, sometimes they don't know what they don't know, and um, just like us, you know, we're kind of hesitant to go ahead and make that investment. And this isn't that I would like to call it an investment. It's not a purchase. This is an investment. You are spending money to invest in a new process. And the grade control process has so many little tentacles that go into different cost savings on the job, whether it's the surveying, the the stakeout process, or the restaking process, or the design change, or not moving the material more than you need to. So you're now you're saving wear and tear on your machines and you're saving fuel. And everybody knows fuel is an issue right now. Right. And then also your operators. You know, you, you're opening up a different market of operators because just like everything in the industry right now and the world, it seems like we're having difficult times getting people to come in and work in the any environment, let alone the operating environment out there. So this grade control technology will take uh, a so-so or a green operator and really step them up a level because all that information is there on their screen. So yes, I believe that grade control as an umbrella are saving the customer in numerous different little pockets of their project and their job, but it's all because of grade control. And uh, you know, the uh, we, we we spoke a little bit about excavators, um, and we touched on you know obviously dozers and and graders, but um, yeah, I I have an uh, uh, inkling about what the uh, what the answer to this question might be, but w- yeah, what types of um, uh, machines or or what types of customers in those machines are you seeing kind of the highest rate of adoption? Uh, for grade control at this at this moment in time, kind of where give us an idea of of the the types of customers that are that are using the you know this this technology and what machines they're most predominantly using them on. Okay, like I said, you know the tractor has been the the go to. Everybody seems to embrace the tractor technology, and and we're at the pr- time nowadays where some of these projects are mandating you use grade control because it helps the process of the project. And then, like I say, it helps that other tentacles of that being the, the design changes or, you know, uh, just having control and seeing what's going on that job because of the technologies on the machine. But then depending on what the customer's job is, depends on what size machine he buys. With that being said, it also depends on what type of technology he buys. So if you're doing a 2D technology job, you don't need a 3D solution. So we have different options. So I, I like to tell our salesmen that we need to be a consultant with the customer. You know, if the customer came to them and said, I want to buy a D11, the salesman's going to get real excited because, you know, that's a big sale and, you know, you get your picture taken and everybody talks about, yep, you sold a D11. But maybe the customer's just doing a, a, a parking lot or a, a shopping center or, or even just a subdivision development. There's probably not a use for a D11 there. So you need to talk to the customer and ask him what he's doing on what iron he needs. And now the next step is what technology do you need? So what's going on in that project so I can determine whether you need a 2D technology or a 3D technology and maybe what's a the specs on the job for tolerance, you know, your accuracy. Technology has different accuracies too, and different environments you can use it. You know, GPS does not work inside a metal building or inside heavily treed forest areas. So we need to consult back and forth with our customers on that. 
And that's, that's a, a very good time to sit down with them on the iron and on the technology. But what we're seeing, it's, it's just crazy uh, for this, Wayne. But, you know, I see customers that are buying a 308 and they went and put full GNSS system on there and full automatics all the way up to the customers that are in 395s and they want GNSS on their machines too. Obviously, two vastly different applications, but they see that value. And once they see that value, they're going to continue to want to invest in that value for all their projects. And, um, you know, for, for the customers that, that you know, that, w- that we were talking about before, where we mentioned the challenge of sometimes getting it into their hands, for the customers who have yet to adopt or, or make the investment, um, w- you know, what kind of things are you hearing from those customers in terms of, you know, why they haven't yet done it? Um, I have. I mean, I have a feeling it's it's mostly an issue of cost, but or 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 maybe it's just an issue of um, you know how long they've been doing something that the process they're comfortable with. Um, but it feels like the the reasons, um, the the good reasons for not adopting the technology are slowly dwindling um, by the day. As you know, a lot of this comes down to you know bonuses or being able to you know bid certain jobs to be competitive in the market because you know some of the more um, top flight or successful operations have now just assumed it as as a cost of doing business. But yeah, what what are you hearing from some of the customers that have yet to to go in on the technology? Yeah, I think most of them know they need it. Um, the big holdback would be the cost, you know, and the investment. And they see the bigger competition customers that they they've adopted it, and they seem to be getting more jobs. So something must be going right there. Um, but the same aspect is. You know, we've been doing it this way for a long time. So you get those owners that have been doing the same thing and they've been successful. Don't get me wrong. They've been successful for a long time doing it a traditional way. But change is sometimes hard to take and hard to do. And they just they don't want to change at this point in their life. So that's where we see the second generation, you know, son come in there, maybe even grandson come in there and this a little bit more tech savvy and they've got the smartphones and they've got all the apps and they start opening their eyes to the, the older leadership. And then we get them in the seat. You know, you, you don't know what you don't know until you get in the seat. And there's so many people that once they sit in that seat and they see the, the display and the information that display gives them and the different views they have and how they can change elevation offsets and things, it's just very eye-opening to them. So our demo days that we have at our dealerships are very, very successful at getting exposure to customers at no charge. You know, they get in there and they see what it does and then they walk away from that. And that's when their brain starts ticking and it starts spinning at night. And, oh, well, I could probably use this here. I could probably use that there. Uh, right now in the Midwest, we're just having a completely rained out spring. So with that being said, you are going to have to wait a little bit longer for that ground to dry out to have your surveyor come out and pound stakes. So that's just one expense of the surveyor coming out and two time. So if we had grade control, once that ground's ready, your first thing in there is going to be your machine. It's not going to be that surveyor staking out, slopping through the mud and things of that sort. So they know what they know, but when they get on the machines, they're really you know, clued into how it works. And then they get, that's get some thinking 
on how they can use this technology or honestly, Wayne, how they could have. There's a lot of, boy, I wish I would have had this the last job because we had this issue and this really would have solved our problems. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, beyond kind of the, uh, the ways that the personnel can introduce, you know, better ways of doing things, you know, let's, we can go ahead and transition out of talking about, you know, some of cat's specific machine control options that are found inside the, um, the cat grade, uh, platform. Um, you know, and, and because we were just talking about some of the customers that haven't invested in the technology just yet, I, I wanted to start with grade options that serve as kind of a, a bridge purchase, um, that, that are, you know, showing the advantages of the technology without kind of like the, the full on 3d investment. But tell me about the offerings that fall under the grade with 2d badge and, and some of the other options that exist out there. Some of the other ways that people can kind of get started, um, you know, down the road of investing in grade control, uh, just trying to get their first taste of the technology without that full on investment in 3d. Okay. Like I said, we've got different choices for the customer. Not everybody needs that big 3D GNSS system. So the 2D systems we offer, you know, we offer a slope assist system for the tractor. So basically what that's doing in, in a simplified manner is putting a sensor on the blade and putting the sensor on the frame of the machine. And now that sensor is telling the operator the slope of the blade left and right. And then as he raises that blade, that blade main fall based on the tracks. So just very simple solutions like that, no infrastructure needed, no base stations, no laser, you know, all you need is gravity. So it figures that out for you there. So that would be a very entry level system for a tractor. Another one for a motor grader would be something called cross slope. Once again, all you need is gravity. And what that's telling the operator is not only the slope of his blade left and right, but that slope, if you have a slope on that blade and you rotate the circle, so you rotate that blade, that's actually going to change. And then the, the number would also change as you go uphill or downhill, so your main fall. So we get those three sensors, and they populate up in that display, and they tell the, the customer what the blade slope of his blade is. So that blade slope, rotation, and main fall is what we call cross slope. And that cross slope system, that's an automated system too. You can dial in a 2% cross slope, and you can control one side of the blade, and the machine will do what it has to do to maintain the other side, to maintain whatever you put in for that target cross slope. But that would be something good for county road maintenance. You know, once again, you're out there, you want to get that gravel knocked down. You don't want it flat because then it puddles up. You don't want it too steep because then the gravel runs off. So the county road maintenance all the way up to, I've seen it in mines, you know, the haul roads, maintaining those haul roads there. Um, Also for our, our tractors and our motor graders, we have a laser system. So you set up your laser transmitter and you have a reference there. So the laser system would be a 2D solution. It does flat planes. It does a sloping, and but it does not do any contours. So you couldn't do a hill. It'd be more of a, a flat plane or a sloping plane, but very, very tight tolerances there. Um, once again, consulting with the customer, asking, asking him what his accuracy needs are gonna be, what his job is, where the job is. So this laser, it does not have to see the satellites. So it just needs to see that laser transmitter. So this would work inside a building. So you're building a a big um, 
office or a warehouse and you have the walls up and you want to start grading, you can bring this laser tractor inside that warehouse and it can start grading and get that floor perfectly flat for you at a very, very tight tolerance. Um, Sonic, that's another 2D solution we have. So we'll put a Sonic tracer on a motor grader and it will trace or follow either a curb line or existing lane that's out there if you want to extend your lane over and make a new lane next to that. So the Sonic, once again, the infrastructure is basically the Sonic's sound pulse going down and bouncing off something and coming back up. So nothing you have to go out there and set up a base station, a total station, or a GPS base or a station for a reference there. And then the last one that I like to talk about is what we call depth and slope. So that's what we have on our excavators. So our next gen excavators, the standard excavators, they have 2D standard on those machines. So the, we, we have something called depth and slope standard. So the examples of using depth and slope is if you were just digging a basement, that would be depth. You would want a flat basement. You just want some depth. So you would bench off existing hub and then the operator will look and see, okay, I need to dig down five foot from this. So it's giving him reference the whole time to get down to that five foot. Same thing for some footings. If you need to dig some footings, you'd bench off something and the footings usually are flat. So that would be a depth only solution. We could also do a slope. So if you want to put a drain tile in, you can go ahead and bench down. And now you can put in a slope that you dig either to or away from yourself a percentage of fall. So if you need to have a put a pipe in there and get some drainage, you can put a two, three percent percentage of fall in there. And now the machine is not only giving you information on your screen, since we have automatics on the excavator, it's going to stop you from going below grade. So you just pull the stick in and that bucket tip is going to follow whatever slope you put in there. So we do have definitely have some 2D offerings for those 2D applications and the newer customers that are not maybe doing 3D technology. Yeah, and and whenever a uh, whenever a customer is ready uh, to move up to to 3D, um, you know, obviously some machines you can go ahead and outfit those from from the factory um, with the the 3D technology that you need. But um, what what is the process like on on CAT machines in terms of you know maybe upgrading uh, and, and what types of enhancement uh, in use can they expect when whenever they do make that leap from from 2D to 3D? How was how their their job site and their process gonna meaningfully change? So we have a few different options for that customer that wants 3D. Like you said, Wayne, from the get-go, if they want 3D, we can get them 3D from the factory. And it's definitely an integrated look and feel. So sometimes, especially on our new tractors nowadays, you can't even tell that it has GNSS on it because the antennas are built into the cab roof. So they are down, very low profile. They can see the satellites, but they're not out in harm's way. So sometimes it's difficult to even see if the machine has 3D on it because it's integrated so fast or so well. But then also, if you don't know if you want 3D, you can order what we call the ARO, Attachment Ready Option. So that from the factory is going to give you the ability to add a 3D kit at your dealership very easily because it has the hard wiring harnesses installed as it goes down the production line. And it has drilled and tapped holes to mount sensors to and mount components to. So 
long go the days of taking out the welder and the grinder and the the paint can, all that stuff, they've gone away. So it's very easy, even at the dealership, to enhance the machine by adding that technology as needed. You know, sometimes you need to buy the whole system and you, you're going to use it for the whole time that machine is. Or maybe you just got a job that you just need a 3D system for three or four months. Our dealerships will rent those technology systems. Easy to put on the machine, like I say, bolt up, plug into existing harnesses and, and get, get ready to go there. Uh, the big thing you'll see is when you go to 3D, you, you can start grading contours. So when I think of contours, I, I'm talking about, think of a golf course, you know, the sand traps or uh, the rolling valleys, things of that sort, or a super elevated curve. So you're doing a road and now you're coming on or off that road. So you got the on ramps or the off ramps. So a super elevated curve, that's more of a 3D technology. So that's one thing you would see there. And on the 2D, you have your elevations on your screens, you know, your cuts and fills basically. But when you go to 3D, you have something what we call horizontal alignment. So that's going to tell you what you need to do to have your blade tip follow a horizontal line. And when I use a horizontal line term, I'm thinking of the, the center of a ditch or a curb line, or if you're putting a pipe in, the center of the trench where the pipe needs to go. So not only is it giving you elevation information, it's giving you alignment information. And that's just as important as elevation because you can be right on grade elevation wise, but if you have that pipe two or three foot to the right or two or three foot for the, for the left, that's not going to be what they're calling for in those plans. So the 3D, you know, there's also two offerings in 3D, Wayne. We can do GNSS, so GPS as everybody's used to it, or we can do UTS, Universal Total Station. And once again, consulting with the customer, what's your tolerance, what's your accuracy needs, where are you working? So if you're working somewhere that a satellite signal might be an issue, then you could use UTS. So UTS doesn't see satellites. It's more of a line of a site where it's looking at a total station, a universal total station, and that's giving you your correction signals. So I've seen UTS used downtown in big um, cities, and it's not necessarily for the extra accuracy you get with UTS. That's the only way you're going to be able to see satellites because of the skyscrapers. So once again, consulting with that customer, there's not one technology that's going to fit every one of his needs. But with our machines having these AROs from the factory, it's easy to add any technology to that machine, get your customer up and going and get him productive very, very fast. Well, yeah. And the, the realities of, of the, of the job, the realities of the business really make that, that modularity and that, that adaptability um, absolutely paramount with, with, with an investment like this. Um, it, you know, we, we mentioned earlier that CAT offers uh, grade control a across six different machine categories. That's dozers, excavators, motor graders, scrapers, coal planters, and pavers. Um, and, and really what we're seeing is just, you know, uh, the, the technology really has expanded to, to just about every piece and, and process of the, of the job site. Now, uh, you know, obviously with, with dozers and motor graders, you touched on those earlier as along with, uh, along with excavators. But I, I did want to see... You know, apart from the from the capabilities um, 
that that you were talking about earlier with excavators. Are there any other capabilities or any other efficiencies that cat grade brings specifically to excavator applications and the type of impact that customers can expect or, or even, you know, specific types of applications or or customers that you've seen um, with excavation that that Caterpillar uh, grade control has made a, a big difference? Well, since we put standard sensors on our next-gen HEX machines, we can build off those standard sensors to give the customer a lot more features and benefits, not necessarily in grade control, but also other aspects of it too. So now that we have the, the linkage, so we know the linkage of the machine there, we can actually introduce some safety aspects of it. So we know where that bucket tooth is, so we can do some e-fencing. If we don't want the bucket tooth to go too far forward, we can set an e-fence or we can set an e-ceiling. So if you're working and you get excited for some reason and you raise that boom up too high, if it gets close to the ceiling, it'll hydraulically stop you on what you set that limit to. Um, another one would be cab avoidance. You know, our customers are getting so good at using the excavator that they're adding more and more devices out there in the end of the stick. And you get some depth or some length to that attachment they're putting out there we can actually set that attachment length in the machine so that if they come close to the cab, it'll hydraulically stop them. So they won't have to, they won't smash the cab with any attachment. So the, the cab avoidance is a big thing. Um, an e-swing. So if you're working and you have live traffic to your side, you can stop that machine and set it so it does not swing into the live traffic. Once again, taking that newer operator up and now he just has to focus on grade because the swing safety aspect is taking care of the machine. So once again, based on those sensors, uh, another thing we've seen in, on the excavators would be the payload. So we know the vectors of the linkage and then we put some pressure sensors in there and now we can get payload. We call that the sleeper technology. People don't realize you know, how valuable that payload system is until you Either one, get pulled over when you're hauling trucks and you're overloaded and you go over the scales and get a ticket. And then it's an instant victory on, boy, I didn't get a ticket this time because I used my payload system to go ahead and load my trucks. Uh, you also get a little bit of trust, I've heard from customers with some of the scale systems there. The, the authorities are not pulling over customer A because they know in the past when they pulled over customer A and they've scaled him, He's been under the weight limit, and they say that's one of the reasons why they're under the late weight limit is they've got the next-gen hex machines that have payload in them. So it's one of those things the customer is getting the benefit of, one, knowing how much material they're moving, but two, also putting as much material in those machines or those trucks as they can to get that full load instead of one bucket short because they're afraid they might get pulled over for scales. So there, there's a lot of different things that excavators bring to the party based on these sensors that we put on standard in the machine. And the good thing about it is, Wayne, it's just more software and more development to add more functionality to these machines. We, can, we're not, we don't need to change the sensors off on Monday and put them back on Wednesday because we want to do a different different. Uh, feature benefit set there. These sensors are on the machines the whole time, so we can always add things to them. And we have yearly updates of software. 
And those yearly updates give the customer different enhancements based on the sensors that are already on the machine. And, uh, you, you know, we, we were talking about kind of the spread of the technology, you know, apart from um, excavators and the, the, the big impact that has had overall, um, I, I would imagine that, you know, going into uh, road building um, is, is, is also a really, a really big deal and having the, the technology uh, on both cold planers and pavers. Uh, but could you take us through what using uh, cat grade um, looks like on those road building applications? What sort of efficiencies, what sort of capabilities that the technology brings um, brings there? Okay. Actually, we have a class, a course at Caterpillar called Road Builder Pro. And that course was originally designed to get internal people up to speed on what goes on in a real customer's life. And now we're actually going and we're taking that and opening that up to dealers and customers that come in. And this gives them a great opportunity to literally build a road. So they start out on Monday and they do takeoffs and they, they, they do the estimating and they figure out what machines they need. And then they actually get in the machines themselves. And it's just a, a flat site. And they go in there and they start digging the ditches and building the road. And the way we set this up is the first three to four hours, they're using traditional methods. So they're using strings and tape measures and, and paint and uh, communication or lack of communication because you need to get that cut and fill information up to that operator there. And because he doesn't have it on the screen, remember this is traditional. And then we turn on grade control. So then they have the rover that's out there and they're getting their cut and fill information so they don't have tape measures anymore. And then they have all that cut and fill information on the screen for the operator to start guiding to and then putting in automatics. So it really steps them up on, wow, this is what the customer is seeing out there. And we've had numerous customers once they, like we talked about earlier, once they get in there and they get to use this for a few days, they walk away and they're just completely on board on the grade control adoption because they saw how it works so well for them. So the road builders portion there, when we get done, we have the base aggregate on the road and we're looking to also tie this into paving. I mean, literally you could come in next in paving and paving and pave that. But since we're building a road, we don't need to use a, a cold planter here. We would actually just bring a paver in. And the paving technology, that's also very needed because of the bonuses you get for smoothness and the asphalt costs so much money. So if you have technology, now you're managing your material. So you're saving that technology, that technology is saving on the cost of the material. Now, if we go into an existing road and we need to plane that down before we put the asphalt back on there, once again, we could set up a design and we could say we want to plane this elevation and it could actually give us the guidance go to, lo to go left and right to where we need to plane along with that elevation. Or we could take some type of ski or sonic tracer and we could trace over the existing road that we have now and do an elevation based on that. So two different aspects there. Planing, you're kind of looking at limiting how much material you take up where asphalt, you're limiting how much material you want to put back down because the material is so, so costly. But once again, very, very highly used technologies in the, in the paving industry for a while 
grade control is now starting to catch up. And obviously, we have more grade control dirt machines out there. But same principle, like we talked about earlier, once you adopt the grade control technology in your company, it changes the process. And why not start from day one with the dirt on grade control and then finish it with the paving or cold planing applications? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, to, to kind of um, finish things up here, um, uh, here at the end of the conversation, um, I, I, you know, some customers out there have, have kind of already invested in, in maybe other brands of, of technology, but um, they are in the market for for a, a cap machine. You know, how, how, how do you guys kind of work with customers or what kind of solutions do you have um, to to support those systems on on cap machines and 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 everything like that? Uh, uh, because, you know, like, like we were talking about at the very beginning, um, this is a substantial um, investment. If you already have invested in a, a specific platform or a specific technology, um, you know, uh, being able to having the machine and the iron actually be flexible to support anything is is pretty important. So, w- what does Caterpillar do around uh, around those customers? Well, I think everybody knows we do have a joint venture with Trimble, so all of our development is made and work works off the Trimble infrastructure, total stations and base stations. But like you said, we've had there's other manufacturers of technology out there that our customers have chosen but they want to have a plug and play or at least more of an integration with the cat machine. So we have a couple of different options for the tractors. The tractor group has worked on making it easier to install a Topcon system onto a cat machine. So the customer sees the next gen D6 and he's very excited about that D6 or right now he's very excited about the D6 XE because of the fuel savings that it gives the customer. We've made it easier for them to add on their TAPCON system to that machine. So in the past, you might have had to drill a hole in the cab to route cables, or you might have to weld some brackets on to mount the TAPCON sensors. Not anymore. We have a pass-through hole in the cab that you can pass cables in and out of there without having to cut a hole in the side. We've got the drilled and tapped standard locations that TAPCON can bolt their brackets to. So that's one way the tractor group has kind of worked on that. As far as the excavation group, they actually allow Topcon to add their 3D components onto our standard machines and use our standard sensors for 2D that are on the machines. So you don't have to add any sensors on the machine, boom, stick, and bucket. You can use our machine, boom, stick, and bucket sensor standard from the factory, and then Topcon puts their display and GNSS receivers in the back. So that's one way. And then the other avenue would be if the customer sees our new machines, they like the integration, they like the look and feel of our display, they can actually get a CAT 3D system from the factory installed on their machines. And then we have radios that we can put on our machines so we can get corrections from either a Topcon base station or a Leica base station. So the customers still can use the base stations they've invested in, but now they can also use the CAT machine with the CAT grade technology where we have the 10 inch touchscreen displays and the integration of our components. So it gives you a, a better look and feel and you don't have to worry about the vandalism and sensors in the harm's way. So we have a couple different solutions for those customers to allow them to experience the, the CAT 
technology on the cat machines. All right, Scott. Well, that that'll uh, that's going to wrap things up for for this episode of Digging Deeper. Thank you so much for for hopping on today and taking us really through the entire Caterpillar platform uh, for grade control. Thank you for your time and uh, appreciate it. And uh, until next time, uh, uh, be well. Thanks, Wayne. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Digging Deeper. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you again to Scott Hageman from Caterpillar for hopping on and talking everything with regard to Caterpillar machine control solutions. Thank you again for listening. We always appreciate the time and we'll see you in the next episode. Mm